Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. All right, Dean, we're going to give the people what they want once again, yes. which is data and analysis from our VAR's actual customers, the what? end users. Yes, I like this. Now, if you recall, we did this maybe a month or two back. We did mm-hmm. our POS survey. We did yes. a deep dive into some of the insights we learned out of that. Well, there was actually a survey we, we had done before that one mm-hmm. for our new Blue Star Nation blog with warehouse managers. Yes. So today we're going to get into that one a little bit yep. further. Yep, good stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff like, we're going to talk, first of all, how we did the survey so you yep. understand you oh, know, the our analysis, methodology. Our methodology. Oh, I know okay. you always love talking about methodology, <laughs> methodology for any survey yes. Or, yes. or study that's done. We're going to talk about the biggest problem areas for warehouse managers. We're going to talk about their top tech issues and what kinds of tech that they would like to implement or upgrade. I so, like it. We know the warehouse space can be mm-hmm. a little difficult to break mm-hmm. into. Supply chain in general can be a little slow to make changes. So at least mm-hmm. maybe we can we can weaponize you a little bit. There you go. To Arm go them out with there, information. Go out there, yeah, and, yes. and at least know what your customers are saying and yes. talking about and what, what probably matters to them. So maybe you can start those conversations. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, all that plus our usual value to the VAR and what's tech connecting with us. It's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. Dean. So, as I mentioned, this was another survey that we did for our new Blue Star Nation blog. It's not yes. really new at this it's not point. Not new anymore. It's new-ish yeah. Enough. Yeah, new-ish. Yeah. Check out the link in the show notes. One directly to this particular Absolutely. article, uh, so you can read along with us or mm-hmm. follow or get some a little more depth and insight after you listen. Mm-hmm. And if you're not already, subscribe to uh, Blue Star's newsletters, so you will be on the list for the 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 website. And anytime yep. we post yep. new articles, there Good we're stuff. trying to post a couple articles ping. every you quarter or so. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll ping you and let you know when they're out there yep. and we're really trying to do some good deep dive stuff like oh yeah really insightful stuff meaningful not just stuff random content we want it to be meaningful so that's why uh-huh. we're doing stuff like these surveys yep where we actually reach out to actual end users and customers mm-hmm. to get their feedback on right. things so well, i like the way we set this up i mean you know the cost associated with a reseller trying mm. to go out there and oh, do yeah. some 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 data or some research like this i mean you know you're gonna get the uh you know the little bit of research that you do with your customers and stuff like that but whether or not you're really getting the bu- the the truth, it's probably going to be a little biased towards your solution yep. and stuff like that. We are really trying to help you arm you with some information here that is uh, that you really can't get or you couldn't afford to get. I mean, I, I, we got what thirty six warehouse managers to respond to. This. How are you going to go out and spend money and go out and travel and find and talk to thirty six warehouse managers? No, that'd be really expensive <clears throat> to do. So anyway, exactly, yeah. we did it for you. We did and it, we for, did it you. for free. Yeah, we even there's literally in the article up front it even sells how much you probably have to spend to go out and get this kind right? of insight. So, Absolutely. And again, we're doing it for you. So yes, as Dean mentioned, we ran a Facebook ad uh, uh, to warehouse managers. Yep. We offered them a $15 gift card uh, mm-hmm. for their time. Little incentive for their little time. Little incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to answer five questions through a chat bot. Uh, these were all U.S. respondents that we got here, 36 in total from a variety of industries throughout. So the, they were all supply chain warehouse managers mm-hmm. from a variety of different industries, mm-hmm. food and beverage, uh, consumer mm-hmm. goods, lots of different stuff. So a, yep. a wide variety of different types of managers. Yep. Uh, let's get into some of these findings here. So our first major question was the biggest problem area. So we asked, what was their biggest problem area in their business right now? Mm-hmm. Um, this was a multiple choice question. <clears throat> and I, we're not surprised by this, but 50% said 
inventory and cycle counts were mm-hmm. their biggest problem area. Mm-hmm. Again, not necessarily surprising. I think we, if you've spent any time in this industry, especially now where <laughs> supply chain is, you know, ramped up and and at its at its you know wits end basically, mm-hmm. and we're all demanding more stuff and faster mm-hmm. than ever before, mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Uh, to give you a little bit of insight, the next uh, three highest on the list were 22% said picking, 17% said put away. Again, not too surprising to either of those, and 11% receiving. Uh, most said they were already using mobile or truck-attached computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked for a little more insight. Like after we you know, asked that initial question, we gave you know, some little open form, give us a little more mm-hmm. insight into mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, most said they were already using mobile or truck-attached computers, which I think is interesting because that's something that we're usually going out there and trying to talk oh, to them 100%. about. And, yeah, and a technology sure. that you're probably trying to sell on a regular basis. That's right. Uh, and as for reasons why they thought um, you know, the, their biggest problem mm-hmm. was a problem, mm-hmm. And again, these were all the ones that responded with the inventory cycle counts. Most of the reasons were, the highest reasons we saw were no inventory software, mm-hmm. too much inventory, mm-hmm. incorrect data, the time it takes to do counts, and location errors. <laughs> all right, so Dean, break this down for us. What do you, Lots what do you to see? Unpack. All right, I'm going to go back up, though, and, and talk about the demographics of who answered this, <clears> because <throat> a lot of this survey, to me, kind of just reinforced some of the things that we've talked about. Right. And one of them is, is key in this SMB market. So when you look at the respondents to this particular survey, uh, almost half of them are, are work for companies that are 100 employees or less. So these That's are right. small to medium size businesses, right? These are the yep. folks that, quite honestly, are probably using Excel or they're not using any type of automation. Right. So when you look at when 50% of the people are saying that inventory and cycle counts are their biggest problem area, to me, that's it, they're probably not using any kind of automation. They're yep. probably not using barcode scanning. They're probably not using mobile computers uh, or anything like that. You know, they have to go around and do cycle counts with a clipboard and, and something along those lines. Or natures. if they're using that tech, they're probably using just a piece of it. Like maybe or they have just, the barcode right. scanning, but they're manually downloading and feeding it to spreadsheets or something exactly. like that. Something very exactly. basic. Well, yeah. and I think you're hitting the nail on the head because when you look at the reasons why <laughs> these are big problem areas, when you get into such things as too much inventory, well, that's telling you that obviously the, the operation is inefficient or yep. it's not connected. Yep. So if they're doing cycle counts, it's not connecting over to the purchasing or the buying department that's buying, right? Yep. there, Or there's too much of a lag time there. There's too much of a disconnect there. So there's buying going on, but now we've got too much inventory. Did anybody look at our cycle counts? <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Didn't they see that we already had 100 of these on the yep. shelf and why do they order 500 more of them? We'll never get through this stuff. So, I mean, that's that's clearly an indicating that really the SMB market, and, and I think that you and I have talked about it, really <clears throat> that feels like where there's a lot of opportunity out here still. Uh, in the marketplace is where these manufacturers, where this supply chain, wherever the supply chain is, doesn't have to be manufacturers. Right. If they're a smaller size company, they're probably not doing this kind of stuff. And and so it's glaring when people, when 50% of them say mm, inventory and cycle, right? That's like basic stuff. That's basic warehouse yeah. management is like <laughs> your inventory and cycle count. I mean, like what else do you actually do here? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I know they're right. Yeah. They're manufacturing, they're picking, they're packing it or right, whatever, right. and they're shipping it. But man, that is like, that's basic one. 101. So, uh, but when you then a couple other things that I that I pulled out of here, um, yes, of course, the mobility on trucks. That's that's really interesting that they're already kind of using that technology. But again, I'm I'm thinking that's probably the larger entities that that answered this. Yeah. You know, those folks that have fairly sophisticated. If you're in a company that's 
500 employees or more. I mean, that's that's a pretty serious organization. They probably are investing in somewhat of a, a sophisticated warehouse management system right, right. Uh, along the way. So uh, picking <clears throat> is a big problem area. I mean, I, I guess we're never going to get away from that. Uh, put away, uh, again, you know, gets into the whole receiving things and, and things of that nature. But uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, when you think about some of the things, some of the edge technologies that we've been talking about on this show, like robotics, for example, I think that robotics, not on the SMB market, well, maybe someday it's going to get there, can really help to solve some of these big problem areas, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing cycle counts that you can really rely on robotics to do that, uh, then then that's going to be a solution that's going right, to win. Right. If, if that is a huge pain point, as big of a pain point as, as it is, and as perplexing as it is right. that it's a pain point for us, you know, those types of technologies, automation yeah. through robotics and other things. Not something you have to devote things, manpower to. It's yeah. going to win. Yep. It's going to win because if it can solve that problem is going to win. Yep, I agree. Yeah. You know, and to the point also of like the 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 mobile or truck attached computers are mm-hmm. in use. I found that interesting as well because even though most people said they had something like that, I would be willing to bet that a lot of that is still some very outdated technology. Yep. Um, there was a we we had a quote in this article from Justin Griffith, who you might remember being on the podcast probably over a year ago now from mm-hmm. Staylinked, mm-hmm. who had kind of talked with us a lot about the idea that a lot of warehouse and distribution and supply chain managers are very very slow to mm-hmm. move to new technology in part. Because it's so difficult to stop operations yes. to make the kind of changeovers necessary. Right. So mm-hmm. I would venture that a lot of the customers that mentioned they were already using that stuff mm-hmm. are probably using some very outdated technology <laughs> that's still, you know, operating on like green screens, is not appified, is right. not touch technology. But so they it, think they're whiz bang. They right. think they're up to They with think the they're modern, up to right? date, yeah. yeah, but they're probably still far behind. And and, yeah. and and I would venture that if you talk to someone and they tell you like, oh, we're already using that. Have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about mm-hmm. what exactly are you using, you know? Mm-hmm. And if they tell you it's some old symbol model or something, you know, you probably know, like, all right, you could be doing something a little bit newer and up to right. date here. Yeah. But it's good to know that, like, your customers are probably already maybe think they're already a little more embedded in mobile technology. Mm-hmm. But again, do a little more of a deeper dive there. Don't just settle for for their word on mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. Well, let's get into then the next question was the top tech issue. Now we yes. left this as an open response field, so it means we. Oh, got I a, didn't know that. We so got they, quite a few different. You responses mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. to this, and you'll see some of those listed out in the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the widest number of responses came uh, that came in, the number one was connectivity mm. as being the number one response <laughs> that we got. Again, this is an open, uh, open you know, field to respond, yep. and yet something related to connectivity, whether it was connectivity between devices, connectivity between different departments, mm-hmm. something about how data was getting connected and relayed around mm-hmm. the facility and to worker to worker, mm-hmm. and through their systems was was the number one issue, which, again, is probably not surprising. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's nice to know that when you give them the option to just answer freely on their mm-hmm. own, that that was something that, that most people came up with. It is. A couple of other top tech issues that came up pretty frequently were bad inventory systems and software, which is, mm-hmm. again, connected right back to our biggest problem area. Outdated systems, again, something we know a lot about is, is an issue in supply mm-hmm. chain. And hard-to-train or tribal knowledge, meaning that the systems that they have in place are either hard to get people trained on, Mm -hmm. uh, takes too long to do the training potentially to get someone up and running, or something where there's a lot of tribal knowledge happening in the department where only select few people know everything there is to know about a particular system, Mm -hmm. which means you're very reliant on them being there, (laughs) you're reliant on them being employed there, uh, and potentially you you struggle with having folks that can potentially replace them or come in and and assist with their jobs when they're not there. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. uh, give us your thoughts on all of this. Well, team. let's let's keep going on that last one there, the training yeah. aspect, because there is an opportunity for yep. resellers, yep. right? Uh, they have the uh, the ability now to, with that knowledge, if you don't have some kind of ongoing training as a part of your services, you're missing the boat yep. because there is an opportunity there. And you and and I would think that resellers know this, uh, you know, especially their component of a particular solution. Um, you know, you keep people trained on it. People are very transient in these uh, industries. They're typically warehouse workers. You know, a lot of them aren't there for, you know, many, many, many years. So you've got right, a lot right. of new people. Maybe a lot of in. seasonal help, too. Yeah. Seasonal. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, keeping up on the training, having that part of your, your value add is going to win the day. It's going to keep your system relevant. Yep. And by the way, you're going to keep, you're going to help your customer because, man, oh, man, when, when I heard you talking there, I'm thinking about myself a lot of these are frankenstein systems right like they've got components yep. here components yep. there and as a company as they've grown they've just kind of bolted things together and, and it can look kind of ugly you yeah. know to, yeah. to a lot of degrees so you have to stay connected and stay in the train and stay in uh because other good things will come out of that other opportunities for you to expand yep. your solution will help there and you, anyway so again yet another area where this survey re, uh, re reiterates to me some of the the biases or some of the understandings that I had uh, in the marketplace yep. uh, another thing though when you get into it is the you know the opportunity for networking so when when we have that many people freely bring up connectivity yep. and, and I hear you on the connectivity into the par- departments but I'm gonna go on the connectivity on the technology yeah, just the I basic mean, tech, a lot of you know Wi-Fi drop zones Bluetooth, unreliable yep. wireless connectivity yep. was was really kind of combed out here you know, we had quite a few of those responses. And man, to me, that's like if you're a reseller and you don't really have a good knowledge of networking, basic networking and can't offer that or don't really have that in your purview, I think you're missing out on an opportunity yep. here. I mean, you got it. You got to know these these types because what good are all these awesome new solutions and cloud solutions and you know, right. connected solutions and everything? And you got drop into, zones over here. And you got, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Feeding into ERPs and whatnot. What good is all that if yeah, if, if someone on one side of the warehouse just can't even get a signal? Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. And I also thought it was I'm going to go back to the Justin Griffith because we do we have some nice audio clips in here too. So I I would highly recommend people go look at this article yep. and listen to the clips. I think he had a really good take on one of his um one of his questions is that modern and updated means simpler and easier to use, right? And more intuitive. It's not an age thing, right? right like if, right. if it's not it's not that older people within the organization or whatever are you know bumbling on on the on the technology right. it's a people thing is what he's yep. arguing is that you know the solutions need to be intuitive they need to be simple and easier that's what you should be driving to is simplicity and ease and when you think about it you know networking pulls into that you, everything's got to be connected you've got to understand that portion of it it's got to be easy to use and you got to be able to train people to use it on an ongoing basis to me that really kind of pulled out of this technology related issue yep. question i yeah. agree yeah. yeah so good stuff in there yeah man. I, I definitely agree i think you know the again the connectivity one it, it you're right it's kind of a no-brainer to me it's mm-hmm. you know if, if for why one, does it keep coming up in this I, industry I don't then? know like for one it should be anything you're selling should be an interconnective system that's working with everything they currently have or ideally mm-hmm. replacing everything they currently right. have if you're really lucky right and and yes and I think the networking aspect too is, mm-hmm. you know, if, if anyone's telling you at any point, well, we have trouble getting signal over here. We, you know, we, it seems like everything's slow over on this side of the warehouse. That should just set off the flags for you of like, hey, 
I, I we need to start talking some networking. Even if it's not your specialty, mm-hmm. find again as find always, a partner. Find a partner whose yes. specialty it is, and make sure you're bringing them into those conversations yep. too. Because yep. it's going to reflect badly on your overall yep. solution, right? Exactly. And yep. now they're stuck with a system that they don't think is very good. Obviously, right? So they're, exactly. Yeah, yeah, not good. Not good. All right. The last question we had, and this was another open field one, is what tech would you like to implement and upgrade? Basically, a wish list. You know, if money were no object, <laughs> what would you be spending money on and upgrading in your yep. in your environment? Now, yep. WMA was number one, which yes. is probably what we would expect there. Some of yep. the other ones that came up, and again, again, we're tying back into some stuff we've already talked about here, upgraded internet and connectivity. So again, that's something I think I would hammer home on, is mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity to make those upgrades for them, that sounds like a, a low-hanging fruit right there to, yep. to get involved in. The other two were barcode scanners and RFID, which again tells me that you've got folks that just aren't aren't up. I mean, at this point, barcode scanners are starting to feel like the kind of basic tech, level yeah, right? technology. You know, it's not old tech, but you know that yeah. you should. It's the foundation of basic kind of yeah. inventory management no, technology. No, it's not. Though. Should at least it be is in our world, right? But you know, to so many, it's not exactly. So if they're telling you they don't even have that, that again should be like, well, I've got an opportunity right here. Mm-hmm, and then again, mm-hmm. RFID. You know, again, we we know that one's one where there's there's room for growth there. So what did you think about this? Was that, did anything really shock you here on you know where they would spend their money on no, tech if they could? No, again, and when you look at the demographics of the people that have answered this survey, it's not a, not a huge surprise here that WMS would be the big one because yep, I, yep. It, clearly those folks aren't using it, but they maybe have been, been exposed to it in other jobs that they've had or something like that and they see the value uh, behind that. The good news here is that there's opportunity and I know a lot of bars might be rolling their eyes and saying, you know, there's no opportunities in these small one-off mom pa shops. There are. You know that there's solutions out there that can be implemented very, very quickly uh, and, and even in a SaaS model that gives you a recurring revenue uh, over time, increasing the value of your business. Right, it is out right. there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not surprising to me that the WMS and the updating and the LAN are, are the two big things. I was very surprised though, honestly, on the last one in, in the survey. Mail tube <laughs> system. It's like, how old, a, you know, I love this survey yeah, because one clearly, person responded to that, but yeah. But but no, but I mean, it's giving you the spectrum it of really what is. is out there in the marketplace. I mean, here yeah. we sit up on this high hill saying, oh, you know, we're implementing we're talking sophisticated about robots robotics and, 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 yeah, and RFID and high-tech networking, the cloud. drones, you know, all this Dude, stuff. if we yeah. just had a better mail tube system... <laughs> I mean, come on. But that, but that, there is a gleaning. To me, that's like, oh, see, I'm telling you, there's yep. a spectrum of yep. users out exactly. there. And and we need to service these communities as well. Now, we don't sell mail tube systems, so I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not going to be able to, to help with that. Maybe if there's a reason. Hey, one of our bars might be able to help out with that. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting, too. Like, I was looking through. Because I, I, I went with the top ones intentionally because some of the, as you get towards the bottom, I mean, robots was mentioned as one of the ones. You know, a yeah. couple people said that. Yeah. You get stuff like dimensioning systems forklifts well, which again i was like man like you don't even have forklifts like i'm sorry you know like <laughs> but let, let's go back to the other one though dimensioning systems mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that's maybe not a little bit higher that obviously that's getting into a, a sophistication of your right, wms right, that's right that's pretty high tech yeah, i mean right yeah. if you're if you're scanning boxes to get the dimensions of it when you're either receiving or exiting i mean that's that's high level stuff but to me yep. that would probably be a wish list of a lot of warehouse managers right is how can i make my organization more efficient. I would have thought that something like that. I you know, I it'd be interesting if we took the same survey 2-3 years down the road when maybe some of that's getting out of right, the, right. what I'll call the high end, you know, uh, uh warehouses and tr- kind of trickling down into some of the other areas because that is a very efficient technology where you can really automate a lot of the inbound stuff. 
uh, in a lot of the data that is collected through a dimensioning system. So anyway, yeah, yep. I guess I'm glad it made the wish list, but I was kind of surprised it was so low, <laughs> right next to mail tubes for crying out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's one of those things someone just didn't know how to think of, or maybe it's one of those things that just someone just didn't realize that they needed. You know right? that there was well, a see, yeah, that's matter. a good point. I mean, that, that can be it too. Sometimes. Sometimes your customers don't know what technology actually is available to them to know that they should even be asking for it or putting it on the wish list. But that's part of your job as a value-added reseller, and that's why we do things like VarTech and the shows and this podcast is trying to expose you to some of the things that are happening on AI and in the cloud and on the edge and all these kinds of things because it's your job to walk in there. You you don't know. If you run the quick analytics, I guarantee you, in most of these shops, you can show them an immediate ROI. Yep. You know, uh, whether it's through labor savings, you know, and, and not to go that we want to, you know, cut jobs. But we all know, again, it's a transient world there. And if, it, you know, two years down the road, you have a little bit less staff, but you've automated that and made the right, it, right. the system that much more efficient. That's what well, you should be talking about. And we've talked about that before, too, that it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean cutting jobs. It can sometimes mean just making oh, yeah. everyone more efficient bingo you know yeah. you, you cut out a walk time you know from mm-hmm. one station to another by having a robot that's moving stuff mm-hmm. between stations you mm-hmm. know anything that you can do that can cut down on their lack of productivity and mm-hmm. make them more efficient you can have so the exact same grows. workforce but yep. suddenly have a hundred you know or 50 percent higher output just because you're making them more productive and bingo more efficient, so. bingo and you need to have those comfort that's, that's exactly the angle i mean your end user they're growing Right, I mean, talk to me about a company owner that says, "No, we don't want to grow." Especially in warehousing and supply oh, yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're growing, so if they can, their output can go up twenty percent with the same crew that they have. Yep. You know, yep. With, it, it, I mean, these are no-brainer ROI discussions that the, the folks exactly have. And this survey is backing that up. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, before we wrap this up with some value to the VAR, maybe a, a strong takeaway recommendations mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. from this survey. And again, mm-hmm. we recommend you you go check out the article, comb through that data yourself and, and make some of your own insights. But we'll give you a couple here in a moment. Before we do that, as always, we want to thank our Tech Connect sponsors. We appreciate yes. your support of the show. We could not do this without our wonderful sponsors that support the podcast in general and the Tech Connect program overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, if you like the show, please make sure you are hitting the like button on uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, leaving us comments. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to any of us anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe to us there. Uh, if you have the opportunity on your podcaster or podcatcher of choice, <laughs> To uh, leave us a rating and review, please do that. We'd love to see some five-star rating and reviews. Yes. I just want to hear from folks. I want to know That's what right. you think of the show. Like, yeah. Even if it's just a simple, like, hey, you guys are awesome. Or, you know, if, if you don't like us, just send us an email and tell us that. Don't leave that on the <laughs> on the platform because maybe we can maybe we can talk to you and find out what we can do to be doing yeah, differently. Right. Yeah. We're always open to, to doing things differently and making changes. Uh, but we do want to hear from you. Uh, of course, as always, too, if you have ideas for the mm-hmm. show, uh, let's say you have some ideas for podcasts you'd like for mm-hmm. us to do, topics you want us to cover, some experts you'd like us to bring on, mm-hmm. maybe more of these kind of surveys. Yes. Uh, we want to do more of this kind Absolutely. of stuff. Because this is valuable insight and data that, again, we want to be able to do for you on your behalf, so, provide to you so for free. So how can we turn on our machine for you know the, on a survey that you exactly. want to do? Exactly. Yeah. Who that's do it. you want us to talk to? What end users do you want us to gather yep. data from and, and learn from? 
Yep. You can submit all those ideas to us. If you go to the show notes right now, the same place where we've got the link to this article, you will find a link to submit your ideas for the podcast. And just for doing that, even if we do not use your idea, mm-hmm. we will give you a Tech Connect podcast t-shirt. Aww. There you go. It, it's yeah. a nice shirt. It's comfy. It's warm. It's, you know, it's it's a good kind of shirt that you're going to want to wear Add your wardrobe and you will. Yeah. Exactly. You'll, you'll wear uh, it. You can have awkward conversations about what's a Tech Connect <laughs> podcast? What are you talking about? <laughs> But just just just, just give yeah. us an idea, and we will send you a T-shirt. And if if in, in, and if we use your idea on the show, maybe we will reach out to you and ask hey. what your feedback and what you want to talk, what you yeah. want us to talk about, Join what us. questions you have, mm-hmm. maybe even bring you on the show if you're mm-hmm. up for that. So mm-hmm. so please send us those ideas. And as always, if you want to stay in touch with us, you can always find us on Twitter at TechConnectPod. You can also email us TechConnect at BlueStarInc.com. All right, Dean, let's wrap up here. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the value of the VAR here. Mm-hmm. And this is our, our segment where we like to take what we've talked about and condense it into a takeaway for mm-hmm. our VAR audience, mm-hmm. something they can do. So what would you, if you were a VAR, what would you do with the information that we've shared today? I well, Knowledge is power always to me. I mean, yep. you know, if you're a reseller, just knowing some of these basic facts that many small businesses don't have the hardware tools that they need. There is opportunity in those SMB marketplace. Don't be shy. I, you know, don't roll your eyes at those opportunities. They're definitely there. Yep. Uh, understand that a lot of times, even though you may do think that you've done the greatest job ever implementing a system, the moment you walk away, there's ongoing trainings. There's ongoing needs. So right, as right. A, as a reseller, you gotta you gotta add that to your to your overall value add mix. If you're not doing it today, you really need to get in. So those to me, those are the two big ones. Yep. Uh, uh, that I'm that I would say from a reseller perspective. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. I you know I think also it's it's paying attention to the fact that. Again, we have this wide variety of different types of, of warehouse managers mm-hmm. from a lot of different industries. And as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, more than half of them were small. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, again, we've established many times over on this show with a lot of different guests that getting warehouses to change technology, to, to make moves, is very difficult. I would venture to say that the smaller the business is, the easier it's going to get, though, because mm-hmm. they're going to be more, again, the operation may not be so massive that it's harder to make those changes mm-hmm. and more gets disrupted if they do, but also that I think they're going to be a little more receptive because, again, we've established here in this that a lot of them may be using some very outdated technology. Oh, yeah, They may be using very little technology at all. Absolutely. And all this stuff is on their wish list. Mm-hmm. And I will point out also, you know, we were talking about the WMS, for example. Mm-hmm. That's one where that was the number one, you know, yeah, the number right. one wish list item. Mm-hmm. I would venture that a lot of those answers, I think 16 out of the 36 says that said that that was their number one wish list item. Mm-hmm. I would venture that a lot of them that said that probably already have some sort of WMS in use, mm. but just aren't happy with it. Because you know, the question was, you know, either implementing or upgrading. Ah, gotcha. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them weren't happy with it. And probably yeah. a lot of the reason behind that was probably the implementation yeah. was, was flawed. Yes, right. Either someone came in and just did a, a dump it on them mm-hmm. with minimal training, uh, minimal mm-hmm. connectivity, mm-hmm. dumped it in their lap, said good luck, and walked off. Mm-hmm. Again, we've established many times over, a smart VAR these days is someone that is part of embedded in their tech process and in their tech life all throughout. Yes. You don't go in there, sell them something, wash your hands and show up five years later to see if you can sell them something new. (laughs) If you are, you're probably not going to be in business with them for very long. Or in business period for very long. Yeah. Right. But if you are someone who's walking in and saying, hey, I want to help you do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to help train all of your employees on this. Mm-hmm. We're going to help train new employees as they come in. We'll show up for your seasonal help and train them. Mm-hmm. We're going to do all this stuff for you. We're moving you to cloud-based solutions so we can make updates behind the scenes, not interrupt your process. 
if you're if you're helping them out and helping them understand the services that you bring in this whole package mm. that you're bringing in, it should be a little bit of a lighter lift. And I guarantee you, if they've got something that exists in place already that they're not happy with mm-hmm. and they're looking to upgrade, you will probably come off as as looking dynamite just for being willing to come in and do Absolutely. the work. Right? Yes. So. Yeah. And be the good partner that you should be. <clears throat> exactly. For sure. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. all about I think it's all about partnerships here. Mm-hmm. Like really being able to go in and saying, hey, we want to make this happen for you and we'll make it as smooth and seamless and easy for you as possible because we know you got a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. <laughs> so really, folks, you should be reading this article. Keep going to the Blue Star Nation because this yep. is the type of content we're trying to enable you with uh, so that you can make good business decisions and have the right knowledge when you're walking in and helping yep. your end user, your Agreed. customers out. Agree. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up, as always, with what's tech connecting with ah, us. Yeah. Uh, this is the segment where we talk about something in the world of science, tech, <laughs> business innovation, something that's caught our eye, has our attention, something yeah. we're excited about, or something that's... No, um, I'm, I'm cringing. ...dooming us. Oh, no, you, got, I'm, I'm, you got a cringe one today? I don't know. So do you like covert surveillance? I'm not a big fan of it. Oh, come on. Like, you're a movie goer, right? You, you don't like these movies where it's like covert, well, covert ops and I mean, like out the chess game and sure, out thinking. You know, the, the French Connection's a fun movie to watch, but I don't want to be in live that life. I don't, okay. don't well, want to be surveilled you know, I, I still continue to be worried about China, you know, and, and, and some of their covert surveillance. Okay. So here is the headline. A damning FBI probe reveals extensive Chinese espionage efforts, including a $100 million garden in the nation's capital. Capable of covert surveillance and the potential Chinese made telecom equipment to disrupt the U.S. nuclear arsenal. Okay, man. So the reason that was I like up, seven cringy, yes. terrifying buzzwords well, in a row. When, you I, threw when in I there. read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like a movie, right? Yeah, I mean, no like, doubt. oh, how are we gonna, you know, whatever. You name the the plot, and the plot thickens <laughs> in the sense that, oh, they're gonna, dude, this stuff is real, though. Okay, so here it is. On paper, it looked like a fantastic deal. In 2017, <laughs> the Chinese government offered to spend $100 million to build an ornate Chinese garden on the National Arboretum in Washington, D.C., right? So they offered it up, and the deal started progressing. It's a total Trojan horse here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yes, complete with temples or temples and pavilions and a 70-foot-wide Patagonia or uh, pagoda. I'm sorry, one of those, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and the project was thrilled by local officials and stuff like that, but then the U.S. counterintelligence came in and said, hold on just a second. Oh, that that pagoda, they noted, was uh, being uh, strategically placed on the highest point of this thing so it could monitor signals from Washington, D.C. Uh, not good. Also alarming, though, the Chinese officials wanted to build that pagoda with materials shipped to the U.S. in diplomatic pouches that the U.S. Customs can't go into those diplomatic pouches. So, right, I mean, this is a movie, right? Like, yeah, like it totally have, is. It's, and this stuff is going on, though. So, thanks, China, but we don't Go- want your $100 Garden million. Spies <laughs> coming soon, starring oh, The Rock. But yeah. then it just keeps unraveling from there. There's even more in this article. I don't have time to go through it, but everything from, you know, China, like, donated cameras to, uh, I forget the Midwestern um, uh, it was whatever it was like in Colorado or something like right, that. Right. Cameras so that you could watch. Uh, it was for uh, traffic control, right? And right so just right. you're out in the middle of nowhere, and and there are these cameras that can do traffic control. Oh, by the way, they're also document or could document some of our military movements between things. It's 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 like it just goes on and on <laughs> and on, and all these little areas that you know. It's just when you take a step back and think about it, it's like oh my gosh, we just we don't have a chance. Or I'm glad there's people. So, 
out there. Are we mad that they're doing it? Are we mad that we didn't do it first? (laughs) Well, I'm sure we've got similar efforts, maybe somewhere, but it brings a whole new context. And and I don't know, you know, and I don't want to get into the whole thing. You know, I'm not trying to uh, gin something up here or anything like that. But it is concerning when 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 some of these things happen. And I'm just I'm glad (laughs) those guys are obviously busy. Guys and gals on counterintelligence are like, yeah, when our biggest world competitor is is saying, hey, we'll give you something for free that happens to involve a lot of technology that could be used for very bad yeah, purposes. Don't right. worry about it. Don't worry about, about it. How about 24,000 pieces of communications equipment that can help you, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And so <laughs> then they just passed a bill for $1.9 billion to remove that. Then you get into all the the government red tape right, and it hasn't right, actually right. happened. So all these things are still... Oh, it just goes on and on, man. I think it's just, we just should assume at this point that everyone's always listening and watching right. to everything so we pretty much do. Yeah, but yeah. when you get into like military secrets and yeah, stuff you like know, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. not stuff we want people listening to. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. It's out there. Oh, anyway, man. so there's my downer. All right. There's a little doom and gloom. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually have a tech beef. Oh, a beef. Yes. We just, we just had our tech beefs episode. Yes. Uh, this is actually something I think I've riffed a little bit on this before, and it's just, I just keep spiraling down the rabbit hole. Here. Okay. All right. Fair so, enough. I mentioned on our last episode that you know we we had uh, built a new house. It's yes. been like four years ago now, I guess. Yep. And and one of the you know uh, when we we built it, we had a, a bought a refrigerator. You know, mm-hmm. we had to buy a new refrigerator. Yep. wasn't wasn't part of the, the original house build. It was something we bought to have installed. And uh, so we had a refrigerator put in, not a super you know high tech fancy mm-hmm. fridge. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm not going to call it the manufacturer, although I will not buy from this manufacturer okay. ever again because of this. <laughs> We've had nothing but issues with this fridge over yes. time, and uh, and and basically what it's come down to is that. Had we bought a Wi-Fi enabled fridge, mm-hmm. we probably would have been able to stay on top of some of these issues, okay, and get alerts and stuff about All things. But right. because we don't, we're always having to bring a technician. So, just this last week, I had to bring a technician in for no. I believe the fourth time. Oh come fourth on, fourth or fifth time in this All fridge's right. life. I've probably at, we're getting to the point where I probably spent more on repairs, yes. than the fridge was. Clearly, if it happens again, I, I'm just probably just gonna say it's time to get a new fridge. Yeah, right. So this technician comes in, and this guy, he's been there enough now that he knows us. Like, he calls me up, and he's like, hey, hey man, uh, what's going on with the fridge this time, man? I, mean, I was just there a couple months ago. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, so this time, the freezer's not working. The freezer okay. just stopped working. Thankfully, oh, I've got geez. a chest freezer in the basement that I could move the frozen stuff to. Mm-hmm. So he, he comes out, and he literally, all he has to do is he plugs a yeah, he little plugs device in right? into the USB on okay. the top, all right. does a quick little scan. He was gone within like 10 minutes. He's like, yeah, here's your problem. The fan's out. I'm gonna have a new one sent to you. I'll come back in two weeks and, yeah. and install it. You know, once you've got it or whatever. And and he was at least nice enough that he didn't charge me like the you know the service fee for coming out because it's like over a hundred bucks just oh, for him sure. to come sure. and look oh, at yeah. it. Just look at it. He's Tell like, oh, I'll diagnosis. scrap that. I'll get you like fifty percent off the part. Like he's doing everything he can to help us save right. money, but right, we're right, still right. like shelling out a couple hundred yeah. bucks or so or more. Like to the fix last a time four we had some year fixed, old refrigerator. Last for time it was like a whole new door had to be put on for because they had to fix like the water dispenser wasn't working right. The freezers had had holy issues before. Holy And he basically he's he said, you know, like, yeah, he's like, I keep finding these issues on a lot of this model. And, you know, he's like, mm. if, you know, usually the Wi-Fi models like, you know, can ping you ahead of time and, you know, give you suggestions for fixing he's things. He's tech shaming you. A little bit. Yeah, and I'm just like, like all you right, should have upgraded so to the fine, Wi-Fi In the future, version. I'll get the Wi-Fi version, even though I'm sure that costs like $1,000 more Of probably. course, of course, yeah. But man, I just, I have never, like, again, in my old house that we lived Doesn't in Doesn't it make for, you want to go back to the old I days? I know, like, I think... I remember fridges, like, lasting 30 years. <clears throat> yeah. We, we vacation up in Michigan, and the guys had his cabin for a long time. Dude, it, it's, it has got to be from, <laughs> seriously, from the 60s. Yeah. And it still yeah. works. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my tech beef is like this this <laughs> modern tech that just does not it's live the disposable, up to it. Anymore. It's the disposable nature of some of these right. things. They used to call those durable goods, right? right? Durable goods were supposed to last seven plus years. Right. Is a durable good now like twenty four months? Is that what a durable good like, is? I understand, like I understand a lot of goods now that yes are meant to expire. You know, again, we, we know that we buy phones and most of our new technology now is mm-hmm. is gonna be obsolete within Three to five years, let's say. Yeah, okay, but the but, phone thing, I was I was in game because of the battery. But then go go ahead. Right, but yeah. I but but yeah, but something like a fridge, I should not have to expect to, no. to replace that, right. and have issues within the first couple years. No, I mean no. I, I think we were maybe only a year and a half in. Yeah. before we started having issues, yeah. and now it's become like an almost every four to five months, there's some kind of new issue with it. Yeah, I'm just it's their SaaS. <laughs> Mm, yeah, How do they get well, recurring revenue? That's uh, not that's not the there's a tip for you there, Vars. Yeah, that is really. not the kind of SaaS model you should be looking for. <laughs> the you know screw up as a service <laughs> should not be your your model there. Sorry, I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, hey, the revenue keeps coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. If that's how you're making your revenue, our, you might want to change things a little bit. market share keeps lowering, exactly. but the revenue's coming in. Oh, exactly. man. Exactly. Good so stuff. Sorry about that's your That's what's not tech-connecting tech with there you go. right now. There you go. All right, folks, that does it for us. Uh, until next time, uh, again, subscribe to Blue Star Nation. Oh, absolutely. Do not miss 100%. out on some of this great content. We're going to keep doing these awesome surveys like yep. this. We'll try to do them on the podcast when we can, but sometimes we might not get to them, so mm-hmm. you don't want to miss There's out good on stuff those out articles. There. Uh, and uh, and as always, um, you know, maybe get a better fridge or something. I don't know, you know, like uh, uh, and and watch watch who's watch who's donating technology for your garden. <laughs> yes, I mean seriously. Here's a free camera from you know some <laughs> random foreign power in the diplomatic pouch. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. don't worry about it. Just don't. And as always, folks, please stay connected. TechNet Podcast is brought to you by ELO. Built with versatility in mind, ELO Edge Connect offers a wide assortment of peripheral options for your digital display. Whether for endless aisle, self-order, or collaboration, you can seamlessly attach up to four peripherals to the ed- to the touchscreen edge with flexibility to add, remove, or change later as needed. All right, let's go through the list Holy here. moly. Temperature sensors. Yes. Status lights. Check. 3D or conference cameras. Check. Barcode scanners. Check. Card readers. Yep. Collaboration tools. Yep. Payment cradles. Holy, what? Yes. If you can't find peripherals to meet any customer's needs, you just aren't trying at this you, point. Well, that, we just rattled them all off. Yeah. Yeah, there just, you go. I mean, seriously, find some connect for these displays. Don't just Love sell the, the display. Get them. Get some connectivity and some peripherals. 100%. Yes. Uh, to learn more, check out the link in the show notes or contact your Blue Star account manager. TechNet Podcast is brought to you by Zebra. Help your customers keep their supply chains moving and track more assets and inventory with Zebra's effective and dependable RFD90 ultra-rugged UHF RFID sleds. And that was a bit of a mouthful there. Yes. I got it out. Uh, built to perform reliably in a wide range of demanding environments, the RFD90 is designed for future-proof adaptability and provides wireless connectivity to simplify management and extend usability. Sounds like a lot of those buzzwords from this mm-hmm. warehouse survey. Sounds we were just a little bit about. familiar. Yes, yeah. as a solution well, to all go. those issues. Zebra's durable RFD, RFD90 sleds are engineered with to withstand everyday use across a wide variety of harsh conditions, including manufacturing, transportation, and logistics environments. Ultra-rugged designs are tested for drops up to six feet onto concrete surfaces and sealed against dust and water with industrial grade IP ratings up to IP65 and IP67. You know, we test those kinds of claims with our proving squad yes, we all the do. time. And, yes, and we do. They do tend to be pretty legit. So they if, are. If you don't already, make sure you're subscribed 
to our channel and you check out the Proving Squad videos. Yeah. Yes, I mean, right? You can you see this do those. They're just drops. they're fun videos. Too. They are they're fun lots videos. of fun. Uh, with an industry-leading read rate of 1,300 tags per second, the Ooh. RFD90 enables rapid inventory counts and increased workflow accuracy. Again, stuff that much, your customers say much, they want. Much more efficient. The ultra-accurate item finder mode helps workers locate critical items quickly and easily. The tri-function user programmable trigger, man, user programmable trigger, who yes, knew we needed that? Right? Offers easy access to RFID reading, barcode scanning, and mm -hmm. other features. And don't even get us started on connectivity. Again, <laughs> top of the list of stuff they want. That connectivity. They want yep. Zebra mobile computers, third-party smartphones, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi 6 built in. What else Boom. could you It need? is ready to go. That's right. So check out the link in the show notes for full specs, use cases, and much more.